Hey everyone, welcome to Pivot Talks with PC. Changes and coming is here, and I'm super excited for our guest today. She has been really around the yoga community. For those of you that have been listening, you know that I'm heavily involved in yoga. Um, and it's interesting because I was actually, even just before the pre-show, I was just ta- I was talking to Jen because she was telling me about retirement and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, you don't even look like you're 20. Like, come on. Anyways, um, so everything that you're doing, Jen, is obviously working. And I'm super excited to have Officer Jen here. Welcome, Jen. Thank you for having me, Pauline. Oh, thank you so much for joining. You know, I don't even know where to start when I, like, in introducing you. So maybe you can share with us, like, who you are, what you're up to, and uh, and then we'll take it from there. Uh, my name is Jennifer Jeet Sabu, and uh, I am a Toronto police officer, and I have been for over two decades. I'm currently the spokesperson for the service, so the voice and the face uh, when anything major happens within the city of Toronto, and I am heavily involved with giving back to the community, and I have been for at least at least a good decade. 10 years. Um, I run youth programs and I mentor youth uh, throughout the community who live in um, the inner city and are considered at-risk youth because of the areas that they live in due to the guns, the gangs, um, and the drugs. Uh, That's basically uh, what I do for work and I'm heavily involved with yoga, meditation, and mindfulness. That's the other side. So it's two uh, opposites. And I'm just that person in the middle who uh, works for the service, but is also very mindful um, of uh, navigating the world um, in a very grounded way. It's such a beautiful collision, you know, of like, like head and heart. Um, And I love, I didn't realize how long you've been supporting with, um, you know, with at-risk youth and really giving back to the community. How did you even get involved there? It just naturally happened. Um, Part of my career has been, I started started off as a frontline officer, answering emergency 911 calls. I've done a bit of forensics, investigative, um, even worked training recruits. And I eventually ended up in a unit called community mobilization where we empower the community. We find out what the needs are and uh, we empower them with the knowledge and the tools. And I'm that officer that liaisons with the community and the police. And through that, I got involved with an organization called ProAction Cops and Kids. Um, they run programs uh, designed for youth to mentor and to provide skill sets, life skill sets. And the youth are generally um, at risk youth or have been witnesses to a homicide or um, have experienced domestic violence, um, child abuse, sex, sexual assault. So they are. Um, brought to us either by counselors, uh, school teachers or officers, and uh, we mentor them. We provide them skills. Uh, For instance, uh, going to Algonquin Park, uh, living in a tent without any restrooms or kitchens or facilities. Um, And most of these youth do not know anything more than the block or the floor that they live on. Um, 
So we expose them to new ideas, new ways of being, new experiences. And what has happened is uh, we meet them or I meet them when they're like 12 or 13. And now some of them are like 25, 26, finished, men, uh, finished university, need a reference check. Uh, so it's like a lifelong friendship. It's almost like an, I'm an older aunt or an older sister. And I'm always there to help guide and mentor whenever they need it. And it's through an organization called ProAction Cops and Kids. Um, they've been around since 1991 and they... Uh, work with the police to build safer communities with a mutual understanding that we can work together by creating trust and respect. Mm, so beautiful. But I mean, like Jen, like you have a full job and a full life. How is it that you have the time and really like the continuation to continue to give back that way? Cause it sounds like it's not just something that's been a one-time thing. It's been a forever relationship. Um, I come from a South Asian background and part of my upbringing is seva, which is uh, selfless service. So yes, I am a police officer. Yes, uh, part of my job is to give back to the community, but through ProAction Cops and Kids, I volunteer my time uh, with the organization on behalf of the service to um, mentor and guide youth in a way where it actually doesn't feel like work. It's just creating a relationship um, and just showing them a world with another lens. Um, yes, it's a tough balance. Yes, it's many hours, but um, hearing them when they get into university or when they get their first job or if I'm the reference or it's a reward in itself. So it's, yes, it's a juggle, um, but the reward is well, well, well worth it in building that relationship and knowing that I'm making a difference in someone's life uh, without asking for anything in return. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is it like, I, I am wondering what would the world look like if we all lived with Seva being part of our core value or North Star and that selfless service? Definitely, it would be a much more happier and lighter place. That is for sure. Yeah. That is for sure. It's so fascinating, isn't it? Because we, we often get caught up really in, you know, me, me, me. And I know, you know for myself with COVID, um, it really forced me and my family to pause. You know, like the lockdowns the like, really being stuck with like, who are you? Who am I? And what is the relationship that I hold dearest to me? And it, it really, for me, it, like it brought up a whole big mirror and then also like a whole bunch of ways to have to navigate. So like, you know, and I'm sure for these children that you've been working with, COVID was much more of a challenge than someone like myself who, you know, still had a large home, my kids still had, you know, two parents that they can work with. Like, what were some of the things that you saw and that, and that you had to navigate through your volunteer work with ProAction? Uh, well, the programming through ProAction has always been in person. Uh, so for the last seven to eight years, I've run a weekly free drop-in class for at-risk youth to come and pop in. And because of COVID, that stopped. Um, the program is now virtual. And the 
abundance of gratitude from the youth when we dropped in online was amazing. The screens were full. They were ready to move. They were ready to flow. And just having them realize the importance at such a young age, how important it is to move um, was amazing. Um, and with their perfect attendance, um, part of their reward was, what would you like? What would you want as a gift or an experience? And they're like, can we just go for a really fancy dinner? So it was really nice to see them not want a tangible item, but more like, can we just go to milestones or wherever and just have a dinner and have dessert, which I did do last month while I was off um, and took them as a treat. So the beauty in this pandemic is that they were able to realize it's not so much about the things, but more about the experience and the time. Um, and just how excited and enthused they were to meet with myself and to move and to just talk. And now that I've started coaching them in like, what are your life goals? What is it that you want to do? And one girl said, I don't want to grow up like this. I want to get something more. I want her exact words were to be comfortable when I grow up, meaning not live uncomfortably in the circumstances that she has now, but she wants to grow up to travel, to, to have a home and to have stability, which, you know, at the age of 11 or 12, it's kind of a big mind blow to realize that. Yeah, it's huge to understand like that there's another way and a different perspective and it's yeah. not going to be the way. Yes. How beautiful that, like, that's such a gift that you're giving to them. What have some of the challenges that you've been seeing, like, and even just having to move the way in which you're delivering the program online versus in person? Well, you can see how much they're addicted to social media and just like, I'll get on through my social media accounts, them sending me things throughout the day. Like I'll have a hundred videos to look at through TikTok because um, that's just what they're doing. Um, and the mental health has been really, really at another level, um, another level, which is why through the beauty of the movement of, of yoga, they've been able to to move and just realize that when they don't move, they feel a different way, which is a way that they don't like. So they'll do a sun salutation A or B just to get moving, to get flowing, or say a saying that I will say uh, of a motivational affirmation, just to navigate or switch that negative mindset. But it has reached them another, it's another level. It's, it's, it's been difficult. It doesn't even seem, I mean, it's interesting because we're like right now at the time of our podcast here, we're, you know, just going into the fall of 2021 and we're still, I mean, not sure what it's going to look like. Um, and what makes it so challenging is, is that it, it like, we don't even have hope or, and it's tough to instill hope, like, oh, eventually we'll be in person or eventually things will be back to normal, whatever that looks like. And so how are some of the ways that you, you navigate around that from a, from a youth perspective and, and really at risk youth? Well, one thing has been the positive affirmations. So when we meet weekly, part of the programming is uh, we do a daily check-in. What's been of most value for you today? 
Um, and they enjoy it. And then I love the feedback because I don't even know that I did or said or moved a certain way that completely resonated with somebody. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's been good in meeting with them weekly, even though it's virtual, it's something for them to look forward to something outside of their norm and something where they can learn something new. Um, be it through coaching or be it through movement or even just talking um, about school or about family or about whatever it is that they need to speak about. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. And just giving people the space to be heard. Exactly. That, that in itself is um, a gem for them, which I didn't even realize I was offering until I asked them at the end of each class, what is the most value for you today? And then I have like my heart melting. I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> right, this just gives them that opportunity to share and really be a contribution to you too. Yes, yes. I mean, how is it? It's interesting you know, in um, my son's school, they, they had sent him home with a book called um, How Full Is Your Bucket? And it really talks about um, your bucket being filled up by emotions, whether they're positive or negative and understanding that you want to fill your bucket up with like what you're sharing here, positive affirmations versus like the negative self-talk or an issue or a conversation or an argument. And, you know, for, I guess where I'm going with this question is, is like your bucket is full. And you shared earlier about how much this work is like a contribution for you but what do you see like it's really being called for like what's next from this work with asset rescue no knowing that like we're not sure about the future how we can or cannot gather not knowing exactly what's happening with their back to school plan whether it'll continue in person or not like what do you see as sort of you know, in utopia, like what we could be doing, what, how could we be, you know, filling people's buckets with positive versus all the negative noise that we're hearing from around the media? Well, you're always free to choose is what I tell the youth, right? You decide, is it going to be a positive uh, growth mindset or a fixed mindset? You have the option to choose which route you want to take and with everything that's happening in the world, with the pandemic, with the restrictions, with uh, cutting off uh, the ability to socialize and interact the way that we used to, you have the decision, how are you going to navigate this? Um, and they've all signed on, show up an hour early for class on Wednesdays. I'm still traveling from police headquarters to teach this class back um, in Mississauga where I live and I get the notification, so-and-so is signed on. So it's something that they look forward to. It's something that is uh, a bit of light in the darkness that, uh, that we're all going through in the sense of navigating the new new and how that is. So they all understand that there is the growth or the fixed mindset, which path are you gonna take? Which path is beneficial? which path is more work, but more worthwhile. And so that is the work that I've been uh, working with them since we've gone virtual uh, in March. Wow. I mean, those are some powerful tools for anyone, anywhere. <laughs> yes. 
like which path do you want to choose and just being really powerful in that choice and taking accountability if you choose you know the fixed mindset where this is always going to be this way definitely and the habits that you need to implement like are you going to take on those habits that you don't want to do on the days that you just don't want to move um and uh it's it's nice to see them i realize that nope I, I, I'm, today might not be a good day, but tomorrow I can get back on track. So. You know, Jen, for anyone listening that wants to contribute to um, the work that you're doing here with ProAction um, Kids and Cops, like where can they find it? What can they do? How can they contribute? Uh, it's copsandkids.ca um, and uh, it's a nonprofit. And uh, they work based on donations. Um, and then it's just the officers that want to run a program, have a group of youth, and then all those funds are used to help uh, build that program. It could be camping, it could be um, boxing, it can be cooking, um, it can be photography or carpentry. So there are over 2,000 programs that have been uh, put in place over the last number of years. And I believe that there are chapters throughout the GTA. So it's copsandkids.ca. And uh, that's how you can uh, help out if anybody's interested. Love it. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. And then for yourself, Jen, what's next? What are you up to? What am I up to? That is what this year has been all about, figuring out uh, what are the next steps. Um, I've got over 23 years with the service, so retirement's not too far away. And uh, just finding what my passion is in regards to it's definitely movement and it's definitely coaching and uh, inspiring others. Um, So that is what uh, I'll be working on solidifying what the next move is. But for right now, uh, I'm with the service to serve and protect. And uh, um, that's where I'll be for the next few years, at least. I love it. It's so powerful to just, you know, really sit in your vision and allow it to percolate and allow it to evolve and, and not having to force it. So like not coming to retirement and be like, okay, now what? But rather you know, allowing it to wash over you, like what, what do you want to create and how do you want to create yourself as you move forward? Definitely. So yeah, I'm thinking a few years ahead, but uh, I'm like, at least like letting it fall into place and having it be something that I truly, truly enjoy and where I can make a difference in a small way, in a small way. Well, I mean, I would argue that you're making um, a massive impact here in the greater Toronto area and you know, how blessed are we to have someone like yourself, you know, in the service that has the tools and the, the mindset of well-being along with like the fundamental and practical tools of being a police officer. So, you know, it's definitely, you are, um, you're a unique and beautiful breed, like really and truly. And I, you know, I was saying to you before the show started, like how, what would the world look like if more people lived like selfless service was a part of their being it'd be a more zenful place that's for sure definitely zenful and amongst the chaos just realizing okay this is chaos what is the one thing that I can do to to lower this level of intensity 
right here, right now, which is something I also do bring into policing and with the officers that I, I work with. Um, I do help out with healing heroes every now and then. Um, I have right by my desk, probably about 20 yoga mats. If anyone ever just needs to to move a deep flow yin, I'm like, I got you. And uh, it makes a difference even with the coworkers that I work with when they just, you know, I need some movement. I'm like, I got you. Even meditation or mindfulness. I mean, like, did you chew your food 25 times before you swallowed? But <laughs> mindfully, they're like, how many times? No way. So just little gems like that, dropping it, 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 it makes an impact. Um, and uh, it provides a little bit more lightness to your day amongst all the heaviness that's going on when you turn on the radio or the news. So. Yeah, it takes a village and it definitely takes someone willing to stand in that and deliver the message to all. So like I said, we're pretty blessed to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey Jen, I just want to thank you so much for joining us here today. For those of you that are listening, you know, we'll make sure that we um, take the charity that Jen spoke about in our show notes. And then also I'd love to have you back. You know, when you start to really fine tune and figure out your next path and your your pivot as you come towards you know retirement over the next couple of years it um yeah it'd be really inspiring to come have you come back and talk about it and the, the next recreation of yourself i will hold you on to that and i will be back definitely sooner than later too i love it awesome thank you so much jen thank you pauline